In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. A few days ago, this past week, the church celebrated the Feast of the Visitation. And recall when we're, when we're meditating on the, on the Visitation, in your rosary, that's the, the second joyful mystery, Our Lady, who has just been visited by the Archangel Gabriel, goes in haste to a town of Judah in the hill country to visit her cousin Elizabeth, who is already six months pregnant. Our Lady has to travel many days over difficult terrain. And then, most vividly, when Our Lady arrives, we know that this exchange happens between them, because Our Our Lady, who's pregnant with baby Jesus, and he's only the tiniest baby inside of her, prompts St. John the Baptist, who's several months old, inside his mom, St. Elizabeth, he, he, he leaps in his womb, and Elizabeth even remarks about all of this happening. And, and Elizabeth praises, is prompted then to praise Mary at how, how, how blessed she is. There's an important detail that's easily ignored, which is why I asked uh, our servant to bring me the Bible so I could read it to you. She entered into the house of Zachary and saluted Elizabeth. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the infant leapt in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost And she cried out with a loud voice and said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And whence is this to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? And even even if you were to retell this story to someone else, chances are you you would retell it to others better than I would be able to retell it. But there's one important detail that could very well slip from your attention. And especially having just celebrated the solemnity of the Holy Trinity last week, it's, it's that much more important to highlight. And that's the role of the Holy Spirit in all of this. The role of the voice of God. Because it's not just simply that Mary arrived and Elizabeth and St. John the Baptist were overwhelmed with joy and Elizabeth greets her cousin Mary But it was when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the infant leaped in her womb. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, when Elizabeth heard Mary's voice, that's when St. John the Baptist leapt in her womb. It's so important that Elizabeth even reiterates it a few paragraphs later. 
Behold, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the infant in my womb leaped for joy. And even when we heard it the first time, as the, as the narrator explains it, this is St. Luke's gospel, he even says, when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the infant leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Mary already is the spouse of the Holy Spirit. Mary already has received the Holy Spirit and is with child, and the baby Jesus is growing in her womb. How many times is our Lord in the presence of others and they don't recognize him? All, all throughout the gospel. Sometimes people were, were drawn by his actions, by his miracles, by his words, his teachings. But even after the resurrection, even his own disciples, even Mary Magdalene were in his presence and they didn't know until what? Until he greeted them. Until they heard this voice which which penetrated their heart. Sometimes it was a matter of just simply saying their name. Moreover, with his apostles, their, their sadness and their fear because of our Lord's crucifixion and death, prompted our Lord to, to, to greet them even more, even more profoundly. When it was late that same day, the first of the week, and the doors were shut, where the disciples were gathered together for fear of the Jews. Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them, Peace be with you. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples therefore were glad when they saw the Lord. And he said therefore to them again, Peace be to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. As you remember, St. Thomas was not there, doubting Thomas. So our Lord came back a week later. After eight days again, the disciples were within and Thomas was with them. Jesus came, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace be to you. Then he said to Thomas, Put in thy finger here and see my hands, and bring your hand and put it into my side. And be not faithless, but believe. Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. It wasn't enough for our Lord simply to, to be with them again so that they could be in his presence. 
But he spoke to them again, and he, he even said in words that are quoted by St. John here in his 20th chapter, this, this really is me. Experience this. Put your hand here. This re- these really are the, those same wounds from the crucifixion. This really is my body. I really am alive. We don't have the same kind of description because on Easter Sunday, St. John's description simply describes that he showed them his hands. He said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. Whose sins you forgive are forgiven. Whose sins you retain are retained. But nevertheless, as soon as our Lord said the greeting, peace be to you, when he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. And so what I'm, what I'm offering to you is, is the suggestion that in addition to having in mind when we approach this altar and celebrating the sacrifice of our redemption and offering up to God the Father the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Christ, his only Son, our Lord, and before we approach him to receive Holy Communion, the very living body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ, we not only are thinking of the Last Supper, And our Lord's words there, as though we're just simply mimicking what happened there or reenacting that. We are representing that paschal mystery of our Lord's suffering, death, and resurrection of Holy Thursday, Good Friday, Holy Saturday, and Easter Sunday. The way that our Lord's body is first presented to human beings at the visitation, and the way our Lord's resurrected body is first presented to his apostles after the resurrection. Follows a similar pattern. The Holy Spirit is communicated to the listener. Mary to Elizabeth, our Lord to the apostles. Receive the Holy Spirit. This really is my body. This is Jesus. You will not be able to recognize him without the gift of the Holy Spirit preceding your being able to recognize not just a body, not just a person, But the divine person, Jesus Christ, in the incarnation, God and man, God in the flesh. This mystery is first presented to us with the voice of Mary, with the voice of his mother. Her greeting sounding in our ears. Joyfully. And this continues to unfold with the voice of our mother, the church through her priests, calling down the Holy Spirit and and presenting to us the body and blood of Christ on the altar. It could very well be that for, for some of us, just simply to know that this is Christ 
who said these words that we continue to say at the altar. But this isn't something ordinary that we just simply repeat, where it's just simply the the raw power of God that was before the apostles at the Last Supper, but they just simply didn't recognize it. But rather, this is, this is a beautiful mystery that involves the Blessed Virgin Mary in a way that we will recognize when we, when we open our hearts to the, to the humility of God, to the delicacy with which he, he, he gently allows these sacred moments to happen and to be recognized. Our Lord said to the apostles, if you, if you've, if you have seen me, you've, you've seen the Father. If you know me, you know the Father. As Christians who have celebrated not just the resurrection of Christ and his ascension into heaven and the gift of the Holy Spirit, but even more specifically, the, the solemnity of the Holy Trinity, we know now Wherever there is the Son, there is the Father and the Holy Spirit. And so when Christ is presented to us, it's not just Jesus Christ in an isolated way. He presents to us the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And this mystery is enunciated with the words of, the, of our mother, Mary, with the voice of the church, our mother on earth. And so when you come up to receive Holy Communion, most reverently, realizing that I am not worthy of this. And whether, whether we come and, and kneel down and receive our Lord on the tongue, or whether we, we, we genuflect or bow and receive our Lord on the tongue or, or, or on the hands, we're not just simply receiving something. This is not just Jesus' body. This is Jesus. Imagine Mary holding her her little baby and saying, here's my son. How, How gently and how delicately and how reverently would you approach him and receive him and hold him and close your eyes and 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 squeeze him. Except for the most profound conversions that happen in the confessional, there there are few consolations to your priests than seeing someone receive Holy Communion and, and, and they do so with such reverence and love. And few things chill our heart than seeing someone receive Holy Communion and uh, it says they seem to be as indifferent 
as if I were handing them a rich cracker. This isn't just someone giving you something. This is your mother presenting to you her son, your savior. And so we ask the Lord to make us that much more profoundly aware through having heard his voice that we receive the Holy Spirit, that we are filled with his power and his reverence and his wisdom and his light. That we may be filled with love and express it in our words and our actions. And that this reverence doesn't just remain focused on on our Lord and on the Holy Trinity, but the same reverence and love is communicated to every human being, every person, even in the state of sin, though still made in the image and likeness of God, but that much more, that much more profoundly reverent when we know we are in the presence of someone who is with God, when we know we are in the presence of someone who has Jesus within them. That we, that we have the, the veil pulled back and we recognize for, for these sacred moments what it will be like to be in heaven. To be surrounded by saints and to be in his presence and to be able to see him and hear his voice and touch his body. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen.